Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. My name is Joe Armstrong. Welcome to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. This week on Independence Day, Chris Laterzo. Take one look at Los Angeles-based musician Chris Laterzo, and you'll have a pretty good idea what his music sounds like. He's scruffy with unkempt hair, a four-day shave, and a sleepy-eyed grin. He could easily be a character from one of his own traveling songs who stumbled out of the van and into the desert to chase a butterfly. But Laterzo is no slacker dope. There is a bit of renaissance man in his musings, and although he pays his bills with a teacher's salary when he's not on the road, his overall affect is that he's a sage moonlighting as a teacher and not the other way around. Laterzo's five albums are filled with rockers, twangers, and waltzes, and like Neil Young, the legacy artist that serves as his stylistic magnetic north, Laterzo writes about subjects as disparate as spaceships and the juniper and pinion blurring past his window on an all-night drive to the next gig. The usual complement of Americana instrumentation is on full display on his newest release, West Coast Sound. Acoustic and electric guitars jangle and grind, pedal steel swells lean into choruses, drums sit pleasingly just behind the beat, and Laterzo's warbly tenor, equally capable of doing justice to soft, vulnerable ballads and roadhouse rockers, shouts dined upon all of it. Welcome to Independence Day, Chris Laterzo. How are you, man? How are you, Joe? Thanks for having me I'm great. Me Happy here. New Year. I mean, it's yeah, already it's... a little ways in, but I'm still writing 2015 I know, I feel check. like it's running away already. It really is, man. It goes so fast. Put a stop to it. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, the older you get, the faster it goes. Like, when you're a kid, it makes sense. You think yeah. about it. Like, well, a summer seemed to last forever when you were a kid. But that's because you figure when you're seven, it's only your seventh summer, and it's really only like the third one you even remember. It's true. So it seems like it's forever. Anyway, so I'm, I'm glad your holidays were good and everything's good. Yeah, and they New were, they good. were fine. They were very, uh, yeah, I guess relaxing would be as cliche as that sounds. Yeah. It, it, it actually was. Just Excellent. All right. Well, thank you still. again for taking the time. Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it very much. I can't wait for people to hear your music. Uh, you're a Los Angeles-based singer-songwriter, but you're originally from Colorado, I think? Yeah, originally from Colorado, and... Um, then moved around a couple yeah. different places. And uh, and, and, and this is going to tie in, like the title of your new record just came out in November is West Coast Sound. But yes. as a Colorado boy, what what drew you west? Like what was it about the West Coast that made you want to come and like, because Colorado's a pretty cool place to be yeah, and be that's from. A great, that's a great place. That's um, I often ask myself that, and uh, I'm surprised I hadn't moved back there. But, um, you know, I moved, I moved out here to, to the, to the Pacific Coast from from Washington D.C. I'd spent okay. a long time on the East Coast, you know, living as well. So, um, but yeah, m- music brought me out here to, to California. It was either well, you could go to New York City, right, Nashville, um, yeah, Nashville, you know, uh, or Los Angeles. And I thought of San Francisco too, but yeah, I just. I don't know, L.A. just was seemed... it, But was it the business, or was it like the musical like tradition? Well, I, th- I figured you'd go to... Probably the tradition, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a perfect question. I think it is the, the tradition that, that brought me to L.A. And plus, it just seemed like there was a lot of more elbow room. I didn't want to go yeah. to New York, because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I like the mountains. I like, I like open yeah. skies and, um, you know, long horizons. And, and so... Definitely wasn't going to be New York City or anything yeah. on the East Coast. Well, it's funny. I mean, I lived in, I went to New York first before I came to LA, which is funny because like growing up, like I always idolized all that West Coast stuff, sure. like the Neil Young and even the mm-hmm. Eagles and that mm-hmm. whole thing, you know. And 
So when I in high school, when I was like drawing stuff on my folder in study hall, like I was drawing palm trees and I was drawing sunsets right. over the ocean. You know, they they said where I grew up, they said over cornfields. Yeah, you know, they didn't even have mountains. You know, and I loved where I grew up. It was, uh, it was great, but uh, you know, it was so California always had a siren call for me. Like I, I want to go to California. A lot sleep, of people sleep under a palm tree. You know, and but then I went to New York first. You know, it just kind of happenstance. It's the way my life right. worked out, and I'm glad I went. Because I'm glad that was a stop along the way rather than where I wound up. Because I think I'm the same way. Like I like the I like room. Yeah, which you have in you know in in Chicago yeah. area. I mean, there it's yeah. have wide space, you have big skies. Yeah, there's space. And California's the same way. I mean, we're kind of packed in here in L.A., but it doesn't take that long to get out yeah. of L.A. and get up in the mountains. Man. Yeah, there's, I don't feel I don't feel too like it's too congested here. I, I mean, it, it's a big city. But. Yeah. It, there's, I feel like there's those el- there's elbow room. You can get to the beach. You yeah. can get to the mountains. You can get to all the, the cliches, man. You just have to figure your timing out if you want to get out of the city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> within yeah. two hours exactly. or three hours, right? So, and you've got this brand new record, which kind of ties yes. into this whole thing. You titled yep. it West Coast Sound, which yeah. is I'm trying to bring it all together here, man. So, and th- and it's very much of that that tradition. Yeah, yeah. That's I, that's what a lot of the reviews have been saying too. From that, it's not my intention, but it's yeah. kind of I guess the school that I. That's influenced me the most. Yeah, so I just, one. I mean, when I listen to this record, I mean, I don't know your older stuff as well, but when I listen to this record, I mean, one one name you're probably hearing this from other people too, but one thing comes up quite a bit, which is Neil Young. Sure, sure. But I think some of that is your. It's not just the sound of the record, but it's the sound of your voice as well, because I mean, people they should. By the way, people should drop by chrislaterzo.com. L a t e r z o is how you pronounce. How you spell your last name. And when people go to listen, like it, it, it's it's very much in that tradition. But you're sure. doing because you, you've got that kind of clear, like high baritone tenor kind of voice that that's over the the kind of rough rougher edge yeah. music. Yeah, that's I mean, that's I don't I'm, I'm I'm used to that, and that's yeah that that that's fine. I mean I I just um, I write what I write, and it's yeah. it feels really good, and I like the tunes, and I just yeah I, whoever well, yeah, it know, sounds like you know I mean. That's yeah, well, we'll, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about like how you got to the sound you got to uh, based on what you grew up listening to. But so the, this week's guest, Chris Laterzo, his new record, West Coast Sound. Pick it up at chrislaterzo.com. It's also on YouTube and other kind of places, too. You can find them on the Internet. Although you know where to look. Uh, but this is a track from that's called the song is Drag from West Coast Sound. So Chris Laterzo on Independence Day.
sad to see all your plans that you've drawn so selflessly swept away, carried along by a gust of wayward wind. What a trial! We had almost everything. Thank you for listening to Independence Day. We come to you every other week. Actually, we come to you every week now because we've got this uh, Independence Day Rewind thing going with uh, older material from artists we had on the show. So we've got something new material every single week. It usually deb- debuts on Wednesdays. Every new show debuts Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, this week's guest, Chris Laterzo, West Coast singer-songwriter from Colorado, spent some time in the East Coast. Uh, a very, I don't know, a very West Coast sound that you've got, man. So now, now tell me this, growing up in Colorado, Colorado's got a musical tradition as well. Like, especially, it seems like the past 20 years, it's got kind of like the the jam band kind of thing. Yeah. No, when yeah. you, was, was that something you were doing when you lived there too? Well, I mean, First of all, I didn't. I, you know, I only lived in lived in Colorado when I was a little kid, okay. and then we moved to 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 Europe and then Massachusetts. But okay. I, you know, my parents and my and my sister, uh, everybody moved back to to, to Colorado. Okay. So it's always been. I've always gone back every summer. You know. Okay. So, and it, I guess it's, it it always feels like home. But I yeah, I didn't spend. Um, okay. You know, growing up there by any means. Right. So I, in well, terms but, of the. The music coming out of there. I know it's jam band because I go through there every right. summer and yeah, and play. That's but. a big thing. So now, when you where did so then where did you spend your like musical formative years? Like those key like between like oh when you were listening. Oh yeah, like I was 19. in Massachusetts. You're Massachusetts. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Now, now, Massachusetts, when I think of that, I think of like folky type music. I went to Berkeley for a little while in yeah. Boston, and there are a lot of, you know, some jazz there, but it seems like that yeah, all that came New up from England New York. Folk. Yeah, folk. Um, yeah, that's, but, you know, they listen to everything under the sun, just like, you know, yeah. in Chicago and anywhere else. It's right. everything was there. And um, definitely, you know, the, that, the West Coast sound stuff that, you know, the Southern California music yeah. was big there too okay so. so then what was it so okay tell me this what were you playing like in, were you playing in bands in high school did you go through the music program were you playing like saxophone in the jazz no, band i, or were I you just even kind of in that? picked it up off the street and just um uh i don't know what kind of, i just decided to learn guitar you know i wanted to okay. start playing guitar and maybe sing you know and it, it as it probably does with most people it just sort of develops from there but um, I wasn't really into trying to be really technical with the guitar or anything. It yeah. was more of a of a, a way to emote. Yeah. Uh, um, and because I because I like to, to I like to play and sing. You know, whether it was a cover tune, and then obviously later you you start trying to write your yeah. <laughs> your own songs. But yeah, it was more of a way just to express yourself. I really enjoyed it. So yeah. that's I just got into learning songs, real basic stuff, and and. Not really into the, into the craft of guitar playing, which is unfortunate. Right. You know? But stylistically, did you start off with this kind of yeah? Thing? I think so. Like it was like you know from, learning because they're easy tunes like America, Eagles, Neil Young. Yeah, you know, they're all kind of straight, okay. easy to, to for, basically they're easy to play. You know, and it right. was a good way to start. And yeah, but they all, those songs also have a lot of soul in them. You know, yeah. Um, so I was drawn to that. Um, and I listened to a great deal of Elton John too growing okay. up, but I didn't really play Elton John music, you know, on guitar. Right, right, right. But, yeah, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road ah, was a big record. big record in my in my household. Yep. And I think, you know, but that was played a lot when I was a really little kid. So yep. I think my brain kind of by osmosis learned a lot about melody and harmony and songwriting yes. and uh, and how you construct songs, like really strong melody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and how you support that with the rest of the instrumentation. Like that was a really, that was like a very watershed moment for me. Yeah. I mean, it was, I was lucky. That's my school of thought. Uh, yeah. The melody is really critical for me. I, yeah. And then, and then and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, I mean, it doesn't get really yeah. that much better. You know, it's, yeah. those songs, forget the, you know, the musicianship, the, the, the melodies are just. And I have to say like. Out I, of this world. As far as Elton goes, this is just my personal opinion, but the. When he had guitars, I liked it more. It was mm-hmm. a little more aggressive. Like it seems like he kind of got kind of washed out, not washed up, mm-hmm. but musically it got very, it got much softer. As you his mean career. in his later, cr- oh, yeah. after seventy six or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's a total. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> and I liked it. <laughs> Too different, less and less. Now I, I joke with people because I'm I I don't uh, homophobia is not a thing that really exists in my world. Mm-hmm. But like I always joke that like the the gayer he got, the less I liked his music. Yeah, that's right. I've but, heard that before. I've but it's that. not. But I have nothing against gay people yeah. at all. And I, you know, and, and of course he kept doing some great stuff through there. But the, I don't. Know, the gayer. I'm just gonna say it, the gayer he got, the less I liked his music. Yeah, the way more as of an ex- extrovert he became about it, right? Yeah, and again, and and, all, and more power to yeah. him. I think that people should be what they are. I think that's extremely important in life. And I have I have nothing against that. I like to make that very very clear. If you want to be, if you're, if you're gay, then you should be able to be gay. That's the way the world should be. Yeah. Anyway, so why don't you play? Let's hear some live stuff here. You brought a guitar. You brought a percussionist. Ron Pack is going to accompany you on some. Some uh, what is that thing called? A cajon, I think. A cajon, it is. What it's yes. called. You sit on it and you you play it that way. So, what's this first tune going to be, man? Well, the first tune is uh, it's called Tumbleweed. Okay. And um, 
you want me to go into yeah, it a little, a little bit? bit yeah, it's. God, I'm trying to think about even where I wrote it, but it's it's really just about the 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 um, act of traveling. I yeah, like I like to be out on the road song. and I, and just what's around the next bend or over that next that next hill and and um, it, it's uh, it's it's the, the it's like a wanderlust. You know, or wanderlust. wanderlust yeah. Thanks, and um, it's hard to uh, to dampen it. Yeah, you know, it's a big part of our culture. Yeah, you know, and because you know the whole concept of manifest destiny and how all the people showed up, or most of them, the ones who weren't brought here against their will on slave ships, right, right. But the you know the, our, the European ancestors who came here at least you know started off on the east coast and then they moved west. And it, that, that big sky, like that became the American thing, that sure. movement. And then in the 50s, when the Eisenhower's interstate system opened up and everyone could drive everywhere and there was a lot of post-war money and families could afford to take their kids out on the road. So I think especially in the last like two or three generations of America, that traveling bone yeah. is just a big thing Absolutely. for everybody. You know, I grew up, uh, we'll hear the song in just a second, really, really fast story. I grew up um, maybe, I don't know, half a mile or so from uh, an interstate, so you could just barely hear it. Mm -hmm. And in my bedroom, the way our house was laid out, my bedroom was the only room that had a window that faced that. Now, you couldn't really see it. There were trees and stuff. Mm -hmm. In the winter, you could just barely see it through the trees. But like, so I would fall asleep, you know, most of the time with my window open, and I could just hear those wheels constantly yeah, moving. where are people going? <laughs> where are they going? Where are they headed, you know? And then we were outside of Chicago, planes overhead coming and going. Like, there was always, it was always there yeah, for Yeah, people me. are moving all the time. Yeah. All right, man, I can't wait to hear this. So this is uh, Chris Leterzo. The song is Tumbleweed, accompanied by Ronnie... Is it Ronnie or just Ron? We'll call him Ron. I I don't, I'm going to try Ronnie on him. I don't know. He we'll seems like see, he, if, see how he reacts to that. He seems like <laughs> a guy that should be a Ronnie. I, I can't really explain that why. It's, maybe it's more rock and roll. Ronnie Pack, the Chicago dialect. All right, Chris Leterzo. I remember that. That's Tumbleweed good. on Independence Day. Put a hand 
tumbleweeds run free Like my good body, I, I need to ramble Like a tumbling tumble tumbleweed At the strike of lightning, the thunder That's Chris Laterzo, accompanied by Ron Pack, who from this day forward is going to be known as Ronnie Pack. Thanks, yep. guys. It sounded great. It's good stuff. I love traveling songs. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I still really enjoy playing that song, too. So Yeah, it's, well, it's beautiful. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And people should check out the record. It's a relatively brand new record. It just came out in the fall in November. It's called West Coast Sound. People can pick it up at your website, chrislaterzo.com. Yes. Uh, you're on uh, Facebook as well, Chris Laterzo Music. I uh, know you're on YouTube, youtube.com slash Chris Laterzo, I think. Yeah, you got a channel that would there. Be it. That's and then, it. Uh, you know, you know what to do. They don't, everybody knows what to do with you. And if you don't, then. At this point, at this point, time, yeah. you're sunk. So, um, so West Coast singer songwriter, good stuff. You know, and kind of, and I don't want to keep hammering on the Neil Young thing, but that's the closest thing I can think of for people. But I mean, man, you really are, you're blessed with this like kind of clear, high voice. And I think. There's an interesting thing in music where people, do they sound the way they do because of the gifts they have in terms of like, you know, I have a lower voice. Do I write songs that are too high for myself? Probably, yes. So I can imagine writing for other people, et cetera. But, you know, if you, if you don't have particularly fast fingers, you're, you know, you can work on being a fast guitar player, but you may not have the physical ability. So do you think that part of the reason you're into this style is because your voice sounds like it should be singing in that kind of music do you it was that like we're gravitating towards that you said before it was something that you could do kind of simply uh was it well i guess that's the thing like you, some people choose the style they do and some people yeah. like, it chooses them you know i never I, you know i never really thought about what took me into that style I, um uh it's probably where just where my voice feels natural i guess where, that's what it, I mean. where it go where it goes yeah. um i don't you know sing in the the range of Tom Waits or anything, um, yeah, it just probably felt natural and, and um, yeah, and then the, and then the type of songs that, that I write, I, I, you know, it's definitely was influenced by all the yeah. singer songwriters. Um, and you've got a so. bunch of albums. I mean, West Coast Sound. I mean, you, your stuff goes back to '97. It looks like. Here. Yeah, you've it was got, the first record before this. You know, there's just a few years. Uh, uh, Juniper and Pinion, not 2009. Driftwood, Water King, American River. Yeah. Tell me, you know, how how has how has your sound changed along the way since '97? Like, as a, as a musician, as you've matured. You know, I I don't I don't know if my sound has really changed that much. I think the, the and even the type of songs. Uh, I think the only thing that's really changed, if I, every once in a while I'll listen to, I'll go through my records, kind of see where they're sitting. And I, I listened to American River, which was my first record uh, a couple months ago. And um, 
a lot of it to me sounds like a first record. Yeah. A little bit pretentious or may not be pretentious, just a little bit. Some of the writing's sophomoric, you know, just yeah. um, you're trying too hard. Uh, you're trying to, you know, make this, uh, the lyrics flow better. And it's just, it's almost overblown. You're finding yourself still. Yeah. And then, and I think that's the case on the, maybe the next couple records. But the last two records, I just, I'm really comfortable with just, more in control of what I'm writing. It, it's um, I don't have to. I don't have to. I don't feel compelled to push yeah. it too much. It's I know where. It, it's much more natural. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. Well, more. I, I have a more confident feel about it. Yeah. Now, do you, you have know? a regular group of people that you play with, like a regular band? Yeah, I have. I have. I've been fortunate. Yeah, for, for the most part, I've been. I've been fortunate the last. I want to say the t- last ten years or so, yeah. um, primarily w- with with uh, my bass player Jeff Lagore. Mm-hmm. You know, he produced the the last two records, and um, but yeah, we've been we've been uh, consistent for yeah, I think two oh five. So then, with the, the working relationship, like when you've got a regular band, do you how finished are your songs when you show them to those guys, or do you rehearse regularly and you're kind of always kind of just tinkering with stuff? Or I mean, I'm personally always tinkering with stuff, but it, uh, yeah, I usually will, the, the songs I'll bring you know at least ninety percent okay complete. There might be a, a couple little hiccups in there that yeah you know get they'll help me twist and put in the right place yeah. But yeah, for the most part, I just I bring the tunes finished and. And how many of your shows are full band shows versus solo things? Because I know you get out on the road and you do some touring. I mean, do you are you able to take the band? Yeah, when you yeah, go to tour? okay, uh, yeah. In the, in the, yeah, we've we've gone a number of times. They're usually short runs, you know, no more than two weeks. Usually uh-huh. from a week to two weeks. And um, I'd say probably right now maybe seventy seventy five percent with band. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's. You know, um, I, I don't know about you, but I I really like the I love the the musical interaction. You know, not to yeah. mention the camaraderie. Like if you're out in the road somewhere right. and the van breaks down, and it's just you sitting there. It's not <laughs> yeah, very we've much had fun. a few of those episodes. That's yeah, the the, the camaraderie. That's that, yeah. that's key. Okay, how about some more music? We've got a bunch of stuff. I know you're going to play. You brought a guitar. You brought yeah. Ron Pack, or as we now know him, Ronnie Pack. What's next, man? Well, this is a song called "The Ray Bradbury," and um, that's sort of a little bit of a sci-fi song. And again, it's there's a, there's it's the, the two characters in there. They're um, they're they're soulmates and they um they just, they wander you know the the galaxies mm-hmm. you know and um it's just a little there's a sort of a story in there and they there's points in there where they fall apart and then they come back together but they're soulmates and now the ray bradbury yeah. is the ship yeah it's a ship and it's also a little bit of an ode to ray bradbury yeah. i was a huge fan yeah i so, well, still am um but uh yeah, I'm trying to remember why I ended up calling it the Ray Bradbury. That's interesting. I think. Um, well, it makes sense if you read his book. Yeah, because they go to Mars. That's one part in the, in the story, and yeah, it's just I, it's just a way to get Ray Bradbury. In there. I love the guy. And, and, yeah, you know, he just, he imagined a lot of stuff, you know, yeah. that humans have done and are still trying to do. Yeah, you know, with the space program. So, all right. So, Chris Letarzo, this is the song, the Ray Bradbury named. Not explicitly. Well, I guess the ship is named after my favorite author. Yeah, and there's a little section in there that kind of, yeah. It all ties together. All All right, the Ray Bradbury, Chris Letarzo on Independence Day. All right, this is called the Ray Bradbury. (laughs) 
sleeping or caught in a dream Maybe I was stoned or too far from home Somewhere behind us we caught a moonlit turn I was drawn by our lust for the lost highway Ah, the lost highway Down into the canyon and up the south side We made the rim under a Milky Way light We worshipped the sun, we made line that potion We counted satellites through the summer nights We felt so alive Here we go Junebug and Rodeo Right on the heels of tomorrow We know, we know The fever will follow Junebug and Rodeo We split our tracks at Glen's End Hotel Where we both had the shakes While we burned our last match I headed due north for the weather ruins I was trying to find a scent to the past While you went into a tailspin Landed my wheels in the flyover lands I cooled off my heels and I caught up on old news I couldn't believe what some people believe Wake up, wake up, you've been fucked by a lie Fucked by a no-spin zone lie Here we go, Junebug and Rodeo Right on the heels of tomorrow We know, we know, the fever will follow Junebug and Rodeo by the road with your star-burned eyes and your face to the sky I told you my dream of the man rocket to Mars the maiden journey of the Ray Bradbury ah the Ray Bradbury come on let's roll let's peel out of this place it's time move on and change up the pace we gathered up our charms and got back on the road we rolled down the windows and lightened our load hallelujah here 
My name is Joe Armstrong. You are listening to Independence Day. Thank you very much for doing so. Come to you every Wednesday night with either new material or some uh, rewind material from our vaults. You can drop by indepday.com. That's I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y.com to hear everything you need to know about our show. Visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash indepday. And of course, follow us on Twitter at indepday. Man, the internet is everywhere. <laughs> Can't get away from it, man. Uh, so Chris Letarzo, great. Chris, thank you. Thanks for coming in. It's great oh, to thank talk you for to having music. me. And thank this you. This fun. What a great! It's a great idea for a song to name uh, a spaceship after Ray Bradbury. I mean, I think yeah. it's, it's one of those things. Like, I think the best ideas are obvious, but then the, just the, what makes the artist great is picking that obvious idea out of the other obvious ideas and like making it a thing. You know, it's like when I come across a song lyric or something, it felt like it was always there. Right. You know, like that's what's when I'm most proud because it's like that's the universal thing that you're trying to connect with all with as many people as possible. At least, so yeah, and you don't on. have to strive too hard for the title. That's always nice, yeah. Too. Just sort of, oh, that is, that's that is the title right there. Exactly, exactly. So uh, you've got a show coming up at the Cinema Bar this Friday night, uh, which is the twelfth of February, uh, when they're you're playing with Nakona, another Independence Day artist. Yes, yes, which would be great. And yeah, those shows get rolling what, like nine p.m. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, they go on. They're going on first, and okay. uh, yeah, yeah, nine o'clock. I mean, that's the goal, you know, because that yeah. way the night flows yeah. along but it's been a while I, I mean the cinema bar is such a funny place it's a fun for those of you who aren't in los angeles or even those of you who are in los angeles and haven't been to the cinema bar it's this tiny little place in culver city uh but they really they support music more than most places around town because la mm-hmm. la is a it's a really weird place to play a live show because there's so many industry people there's so many musicians mm-hmm. uh it's kind of like the saturation point but at the cinema bar people will listen and it's a small room so you put 20 people in there and it's got yeah, a vibe that's- you know, I encourage people. I encourage people to go see you at the cinema bar. People should go see. Bands yeah, it's always bar. fun to play there. I mean, it's real. It's real loose. You know, there's not a lot of yeah pressure on there. It's cool. So it's, now it's again, we we referenced this a little bit before. You've been at this music thing for a pretty long time. Yeah. you know, back since the Clinton years, it seems. Yeah, like. yeah. The and uh, now tell me, how has for you at least, how has the business changed since the mid '90s? Because there's been a ton of changes, but how has it affected you? Uh, well, you know, in, I guess in a lot of different ways, it, it, it's, it always seems, it feels like it's in the, uh, it's transforming itself nonstop. And I mean, just in four years since my last record, it's, it's changed in terms of how to get your music out there. You know, all, all the blogs, you know, just the, the internet is streaming, just, it, the streaming, everything. So you're, it's a little, it's overwhelming. Um, you, you feel a little bit lost with all the numbers of, of, of people who are out there, yeah. not just performing, but putting records out. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's saturated, you know, yeah. beyond but numbers. Also, I mean, I think it's very easy to go negative with right. it. I have, this, I have this conversation constantly, both on the show and off. And I think it's easy for people to like, ah, oh, man, this sucks. I'm competing with so many more people. But it, it really works both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really empowered us. It's enabled yeah. us. Because, you know, it, now 
you know, maybe there won't ever be a Beatles again because there won't be one thing that everybody loves because it's only on one channel or there's only three channels to even be on. We won't have that Ed Sullivan moment. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of like f- multi-fragmented and yeah, multi-layered. Yeah, nobody ties in to... to- yeah, the, like a universal experience is harder <clears throat> to have now. Which is that's actually that's that that's that's un, that's an unfortunate aspect. Of yeah, it. it is. But it also allows you know like like alt country, which is loosely what I would call your style of right. music. Um, it allows you to find that audience, whereas before it must it was too small to be a demographic for the record labels to care about. Mm-hmm. And now you know there are blogs and magazines, No Depression, which is online magazine. There are that cater specifically to that. Now there's a there's an alt Americana Awards show. You know, there's... Oh, yeah, that's right. There is. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a way, you know, now that we have this, this internet, this thing that allows us to connect with people, you know, now that we've had it for a few years, we figured out how to make those little, little fiefdoms mm-hmm. of different styles. Like, you can be into a specific type of electronic music, which I've probably never even heard of, and there's a whole group of people. Like... There's a source to go. There's a place to go and a place to be unified so that when that EDM band comes through your town... Um, if it's even a band, I don't, I don't even know what to call them. I feel like an idiot right now. Is there such a thing as an EDM band or I guess an EDM artist? <laughs> Probably. Um, Everything's out there now. But, you, but there's a way for them to find their audience. So when that band goes out, it might be a smaller audience. You know, They might not have that big, big giant tour thing, mm-hmm. but they're able to make a living at it. So I don't know. It works yeah, that's, but that, that is. That's one of the pros. There's all this. There's other great music that has an avenue. Yeah. You know, it can, it can get out. But, but then again, there's, you get. Some yeah. really low quality too, but yeah, definitely. So, so uh, I'll play another song. I want to come back. I want to talk about this specific record, West Coast Song. Okay, your, your newest record. We'll come back. We'll talk about like just its birthing process. Every album's okay. different, and I'm always curious to hear how it goes with this record, okay. with any given record. So, what's the next song first? Yeah, the, uh, the next song we're gonna do is called Echo Park. Okay, and so far everything we've heard is on the record. Yes, these, these are live versions of the stuff that have, yes. these are all from West Coast Song. All right, so Chris Laterzo, Echo Park is the song on Independence Day. Living on the hillside out here in Echo Park It's a long crosstown ride to my old Venice vibe Where I had a notion in my backyard Freewheeling ways and a great big courtyard Well, my morning habit The Pacific Chateau sure was Hard to let go Because of you I like the way roadways here wind Now they wrap around these hills like wild grown vines And I like the feel and sway Oh, 
tambourine Back tuned by Willie Whalen For sweet cowboy dream All because Well, all because of you All because of you My name is Joe Armstrong. Thanks for listening to Independence Day. This week's guest, very happy to bring you Chris Laterzo, brand new record called West Coast Sound. I keep wanting to say the West Coast Sound, but I, I've got this weird thing. Like Pink Floyd was once the Pink Floyd when they first yeah. started. Like having a the at one point was like a really big thing. And so I, I don't know why I, I always want to put a the. But I, but I did West debate Coast. that. Yeah, I got imagine. Yeah, I was thinking the West Coast Sound, but then it's, it, to me it seemed like well, it's very specific. Yeah. You know the so I, I I but I did yeah banter that back that. and forth. Well, you're a literary guy. You're a teacher, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll come back around in a minute. That's like our next okay. thing I want to get into. But first, I want to talk about making this specific record. It had been just a few years since you'd made a record uh, because I think looking back, yeah, too you know, many uh, years actually. Ju- Ju- you know? Juniper and Pinion was 2009. Yeah, so 2009. Big, why, why the big wait? First and foremost, well, it wasn't a wait. This record took a while. This record took two years, uh, which. Yeah, that that's that's that is a little bit of time, um, so that would have been yeah 2013. Yeah, it still would have been a, a number of years before the last record. But I don't know. Just there were a lot a lot of a lot of stuff going on. I was trying to work, you know, the previous record and trying to play and and tour and all that. And I don't know if I was probably was really wasn't dialing into writing enough. Yeah. And, okay. And, but yeah, so it. Well, it the, took a the, while. The timeline is different <laughs> when you do it all yourself. You know, I mean, when you've got a label and you've got label support and you've got, you know, people like demanding things of you. Yeah, which is actually know? kind of would be nice because it puts puts the heat and you, you're, you're more productive. But, right. But you know, the producer and I, Jeff and I, we, we both had we had a lot of stuff on our plate during the two years of that making. So things, you know, we'd have month long delays here and there. So. It, it 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 worked its way out. It's so you know it's supposed to take that long. Yeah. So okay. So, so then you know when you are you the type of guy who you know you get you, do you go into the studio with like thirty songs like looking at this you know we wound up with just eight on yeah. this which is like a very seventies like kind of shorter record but do, do you go into a bunch and then winnow them down? Yeah. Well, there were there were eleven tunes that I I I. I was was working from you know and and other scraps here and there but um we ended up doing we did nine and then i'd there were a couple of, there were two other songs that i'd played for jeff 
that were 90% done. And then for whatever reason, we decided not to even bother recording those. And then, it, um, so we were down to nine songs. The ninth actually being a cover song of, of, of Nirvana. Like, okay. you know, the Come As You Are, we, we, we recorded that, but didn't end up using it. And I was fine with eight tunes. You know, it's real to me. It was just, let's just keep it short and, and sweet. Yeah. There's no fat in there. You know, I feel like on all my other records, well, I know my last record, there's one tune I wish I had, I had never put, put in there. It just wasn't yeah. ready. And it, it, that ended up, to me, that ended up being there's, there's fat in the record, you know, which makes it more difficult to get through the flow of the record. This is real, real tight, you know, just everything came out really well, in my opinion. It's just a matter of taste. Some people just might yeah. like that style of music, but it's real tight, you know, there's no... Yeah, there's something yeah. to be said if you're trying to be economical about things. Um, we were, yeah, it's just going to sound funny, but I actually really like Brian Adams. Sure. And I really, I sure. really like the Reckless album quite a bit. Sure. And, and I got, uh, uh, I got, someone gave me a, there's like a anniversary edition, uh, the 30th, it must be 30th anniversary edition, I think. Yeah, it would probably would be, Probably yep. about right, mathematically speaking. And it's got, you know, it's this big package and, you know, I mean, I don't have t-shirts, I don't follow the guy around, but I really, really liked that record because he was doing rock music like in a pop framework. Sure. But it was always real guitars and always real tunes. Hammond organs and old amps, old boxes turned up loud. And that's just what he did, man, and economical. Yeah. And I, we played, uh, we drove across the country for the holidays, my girlfriend and myself with our dog. Yeah. And, you know, you play a million records yeah. when you're driving 4,700 miles in two weeks. So we played Reckless at one point, And I was like, you know, as you're cruising down through the middle of, on I 40 in the middle of Oklahoma somewhere, it's like, wow, that was only like 35 or 37 minutes. So when you when you make yeah. an album that's tight, you know that's a that's a choice, you know because yeah, some some albums so. can be rambling, you know. Yeah, and a lot of them a, a lot of them tend to be. I, I it, it's easy it's easy to put too many songs on there because uh, you want to get it out there. Yeah, you know, there's good and elements if you're going to through it, the but, trouble of making yeah. an album, you know. But I think you got you got to make sure that you know does it actually work with the record, or is it the yeah. whole thing become too long? So. Yeah, it just ended up being eight tunes. And I'm, I'm, that's and then so that's good. And yeah, you just basically. Now you also you just you say just, but you took your regular band into the studio, mm -hmm. and then do you guys? Is it a thing where you set up and you record mostly live, and then overdub stuff? Do you assemble the Tom things? Petty style? Even? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I would like to do that. What we did is is um, we did the bass and drums. You know, we recorded those live um, in two different studios. Uh, couple of those didn't come out, so Jeff and I took recording equipment out to a house in, in, in Joshua Tree, or oh, 29 right. Palms, actually. And um, on a couple of occasions, we did that and, and did some drum, drum and bass tracks there. But yeah, we, things, it's not all live by any means, which would be really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you did yeah. some of it live, and then you kind yeah, of built yeah, a lot it of it's over. You know, like most records, most of it's all. So it's why? All okay. Overdub. So why? There's plenty of houses in Los Angeles. Why go through the trouble of going all the way to Joshua Tree to do this? Little more affordable. I mean, renting a house. Well, I don't know. Just the, the, it's it's the environment the that, that you're in, and and Jeff and I both love Joshua Tree. Um, you know, we've both been going out there for years upon years. Um, so it's just it's and plus you know you rent a house, you set up all your gear. There's there's the, you can you can kind of get into a mode. You don't have to leave that night or that day. You, you're you're there. You can yeah. work on it whenever you want. Not as much. Time pressure, yeah, yeah, um, okay, and you know, frankly, it's more economical too. I yeah. Mean, um, so did now was it just you took 
how many musicians like to go do a thing in Joshua Tree? Well, just the Joshua Tree has always been just Jeff and I, and then. Uh, and then uh, and then and then a drummer, you know. Whether it do you was just like wrong. go through West LA with like a lasso and just lasso a guy who looks like a drummer because that's, that's I feel like you could do that in LA. You know, just, yeah, you could. Just, well, Ron, just, like, you throw know, Ron's... some guy in your trunk and then take him out there, you know. Well, Ron, Ron's been p- playing with playing with me for for right. a while, so um and and um, but yeah, so Jeff and I would we'd go out there, set up all the gear, and then actually Ron drove out separately and, and met us when, when we were ready, you know, for yeah. the drums and all that. So you so. you stay there as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll rent for two or three nights in a yeah. house. That's, you know, I, I encourage people when they're making a record to do that. It's hard to do, but the way you did it is exactly the right way. Um, when I lived in Chicago, there was a studio right around the corner, uh, right around Lake Michigan, the bottom of Lake Michigan, in very south, very southwestern right. extreme part of Michigan, right across the border. A friend of mine owned that studio, and I knew him well enough that he would just let us stay there because it was in a house. Because then you, the reason I like that is you get the band out of their environment, mm-hmm. even if it's only ninety miles away. Yeah, you know, be that Joshua Tree or Michigan, and then you're focused. You can be a little more focused rather than going home at night and then oh, somebody's kid is sick or someone's yeah, car you're in broke a pocket down. Right you're, you're, you've got you're focused on something. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good way to work. Yeah, I I love it. I think it's it's fantastic. You know, then you can wander outside whenever you want. And yeah, it, yeah, it's it's. Now, was it far enough? Because I mean, you're not you're a rock band, though. You know, you're making you know playing loud drums. I mean, mm-hmm. was it far enough away from the neighbors? You didn't. Have yeah, to think well, that's about the other it. thing you need to you know you have to take into into you know consideration when you're when you're when you find a house that, that there's yeah. nobody you know that's going to be bothered by it. And all occasions that we've done it, it's never been we've yeah. I've made sure that that wasn't going to yeah. be an issue. And then, you know, so now I always call this a birthing process. Was the birthing process of this album relatively easy? You know, did it just kind of fall together, or was there anything? You know, just the, the album itself, yeah. or did you have to fight with it a little bit? Because every album's different. It's kind of like a kid. Some kids like they come out kicking and screaming, and they're just angry for being alive. And some kids just pop out, and here they are. You know. Yeah, I think uh, no, that one just sort of naturally it was time to make a new, the new record. Everything was, you know, the tunes for the most part were all there. It's long overdue. We had just uh, we had just uh, done a, a short summer tour, so we were all kind of okay. That's you know, cool. and everybody was kind of in a good good mode and you know frame of mind. And and um, I think you know that's probably when we started. It was probably in the like early fall of, of yeah. one of those years. <laughs> I don't remember now, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a good record. I mean, you know, people who like when I when I listen to the record, um, what I like about it a lot is that you do. I call it the Jayhawks thing, but the Jayhawks by no means have the market cornered on this. But it's uh, there are there are minor keys in your chord, or not minor keys. There are minor chords in your chord changes. Mm-hmm. In other words, to the relative minor. Yeah. You know, in other words, G to E minor. Yeah, it's not just you know one four five, but you've got your twos, you've got your sixes, you've got other chords in there, which will then allow you to push and pull your melody a little bit more. You know, within yeah. a verse, it's a, it'll start with a major chord, then go to a minor chord, which sounds like a really you know maybe maybe for some people rudimentary musical mm-hmm. theory, mm-hmm. Um, music theory. But I, I like it. You know, when the Jayhawks do it, it really tingles yeah. my ears, and you do it too. I mean, yeah, it's it sounds a, great. to me, it's about the melody. I'm trying to, I don't care what, you know, what, what, you know, chord structures I'm using or progressions I'm using. It that doesn't matter. I'm, I'm trying to go for a, a melody that I like to sing. Yeah. And, you know, whatever chords you're using, to me, it doesn't matter. It could be yeah. one chord, you know, and that'd be... Yeah. Which you can do, how Born in the USA is, that's one chord, that Springsteen Almost, tune. I think yeah. that's one chord, is or it's two chords, maybe. 
Uh, I, I well, think the, it, it's, well, the Beatles. But you can do it, you know. Yeah, it's good. Well, it's, yeah, know, in so, other words, so yeah, it's it, the, the 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 style of writing is, you know, it's it, it's simple. It's I'm, it's not complex by any means. So yeah, intentionally so. Yeah, yeah. It's, I like to it's call about it the melody for me. So. Elegant simplicity, Chris, is what I like to call it. That'll work. <laughs> All right, man. What's the next song you're going to play here? I know we've okay. got about enough time for just a couple more songs. I want to when we come back. I want to talk about. I want to talk about like your your teaching world and how that ties into your musical career because that's you know every most musicians that I know at least you know uh, you know a lot of them are independent mm-hmm. um, so they still have to have some kind of job sure and maybe it's kind of tangentially in music maybe it's not but you teach yeah I kind of stumbled into it you so know? play the song so, first then we'll come back we'll talk about that what's the tune uh, we're on. I think it's Pandemonium. Yeah, it was Pandemonium. I moved my set list. Yeah, Pandemonium, which is you know, which is on a, on a, an earlier record. Okay, so Driftwood we're going to do that. Which one. Came out like two thousand and four. Yeah, two thousand four. So Tell here's me just kind of, a little bit about this before we play. Well, Pandemonium, boy, that, it's a jam tune on the record. It's a full blown you know electric jam song. I think it's eight or nine minutes, and uh, but you know we're going to do an acoustic a little okay. acoustic form of it. So out of all your material, since everything else you're going to play today is from West Coast Sound, why did you pick this one from an older record? Like, why this specific song? I think I, 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 we've been playing it a lot lately, and, and um, just, I, I, you know, I feel like singing it, too. So all right. I, I, That's good enough for me. And other times I don't. <laughs> all right, man. But Chris, I, let's hear it. So. Pandemonia, uh, Chris Latoso okay. on Independence Day. Get over 
ocean, it's an unspoken silence Leaves you reeling, seeking some sense of balance So among your dreams you long to be and so elope Your salvation, rejuvenation, your pillar of hope Hey everybody, my name's Joe Armstrong. Thank you for listening to the show. So happy to bring you musicians. So happy to bring you Chris Laterzo. Say hello to the folks at home, Chris. Hey everybody. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, to talk it's to great you. to be here. You're, you're an easygoing guy and it's easy to talk to you, which always makes this easy on me because really this is just a conversation about, absolutely, about yeah. what we're doing in music. You know, we both make music, we both do this kind of thing. And it's just, it's always fascinating for me to hear the way people go about doing what they do. And the record is good. West Coast Sound, brand new record, came out just late last year uh people should pick it up chrisleterzo.com is where they should do that or come yeah. to a show that's the best place to yeah that's music. and you've got a show friday works. night yep uh, in a couple days so at the cinema bar yeah good old cinema bar city and parking's easy over there which for los angeles man that's like guess like getting 20 dollars. and it's easy to get to easy to get to so let's talk about you've got this thing uh you're a teacher and when i say that like you're lausd you're not just a guy teaching yeah. guitar lessons out of the back of yeah. your van like, how do these things coexist? Like, you don't look like a traditional teacher. You know, you're a little scruffy looking, long hair. Um, you know, when, when you think of a teacher, I think of a more clean cut person. Now, when, again, these are, these are stereotypes. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, do you, are you unlike the rest of the teachers when you're there? I mean, do you, or is it just, did people not care? Is it just a complete non-issue that you're a full, yeah. like a musician doing this full-time yeah that's a that's a, it's a non-issue i think and you have to keep in mind it's, it's los angeles you yeah know, california so it um it's a little looser in terms of you know the attire yeah um not necessarily attitudes or anything but just you know you're los angeles i mean you sort of yeah. be who you are um and i think that applies to the teaching profession because i've seen some interesting characters yeah um but yeah, I I, uh, I stumbled into it. I I started substituting when I first moved out here because I knew it was flexible. Right. You know, I'm trying to you know do the music thing. You need flexibility. Um, so I started doing that, and then I was offered to to sort of go into a full time position at at this one particular school. Yeah. What subject do you teach? I teach economics and algebra. And what grade level? 
Mostly juniors and seniors. Okay. Yeah. So they're like almost grown-ups by that point. They're like fully grown uh, Yeah. Sometimes they act grown-up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't mean, yeah. you know, they're obviously not grown-ups, but, yeah, but they're grown-up They can manage themselves for the most part, which is yeah. nice. Now, the day, you know, in 2016, do they look at you and be like, oh, Mr. Laterzo is a rock and roll musician? Like, do they make that connection? Do they know enough about yeah, you? Yeah, they to... know. They know I play and, and put records out and all that. But it's it's a little bit of a separate world for me. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 I treat them as separate pieces, and I don't really yeah. talk about my music much well, at all. Well, I just I just think work. about, like, you know, the high school I went to, like, when it, you'd find out, because your teachers, you know, it seemed eons older than you at that time. When you were, right, when you were a that kid, true? they seemed like they're from another yes. age. Yes, that's true. And when you, but then when you find out some detail, like, you'll bump into your teacher at, like... I don't know. I mean, not just the grocery store, but you'll bump into them at a concert, say. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and again, something. Yeah, you're like, taken aback. Something like, like that would happen. Like, holy crap! I don't Mr. relate. <laughs> yeah, Mister, that just blew my mind. Mister, whatever is or is into whatever. You know, so I just it's so fascinating because the kids. I mean, there's so much. It's so different from when we were kids. There was no internet. Like you, you couldn't be exposed to everything. Like you were mm-hmm. exposed to whatever happened to be in your town, right in front of you. That's what you're exposed to. So now, but it's so, and as far as touring and, and performing and things like that goes, I mean, do you, is this the kind of deal where you have to get up early to teach? So if you play a late night show, yeah, it's just kind of a pain I'm in the ass. I'm used to it. I'm okay. used to it. I mean, I get up early now, I mean, earlier than usual. Yeah. Because you're, uh, you're a dad too. Yeah. So, and I live further away from, 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 from where I teach. I used to live in Venice, so it was always a 10 minute, 12 minute drive to, to work. So I could leave a little bit later, but now you know I live in in the valley, and before that it was Echo Park. So my commute changed. Where's you know? your school? It's Pacific Palisades. Oh wow, okay. So from Venice, it's ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And then, uh, but now I live in Van Nuys, and you got to come have, over the hill. You have to worry about traffic because when you hit seven o'clock, the whole the yeah. whole thing changes. So I yeah. I leave you know six fifteen. So yeah, but you're getting up early. I'm used to it. You know. It's 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 kind of quieted down for the moment. Just the last couple of years, I haven't been, you know, touring quite as much and um, staying out as late just because I can't. I have a kid and all that, so it changes the dynamics. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you go to bed at two o'clock a lot. Get up at six o'clock. And yeah. You, but when I didn't have when I didn't have a kid, you could you could afford to take a power nap somewhere. Right. At, when you came home from work, or just you, be tired. When you don't have a kid, you can just be tired and get yeah, on with your day, and you're okay with it. Yeah, but but I was kind of a little, somewhat of a habit of being able to power down for about an hour when I got home from work, and then so I'd have energy to carry me through the night. Whether yeah. you know whether I'm trying to write or play or whatever it is. Yeah, well, but that's it, the thing about music. Like a lot of people, you have to do it concurrently with your other life responsibilities. Like if you're going to do it. Um, you know, if you're not one of the fortunate few who can mm-hmm. be paid enough to do it full time right. and have it be your thing, right? You know, you can you can just kind of fit it into your life. However, you have to fit it into your life. It's your passion. It's what you want to do. It's what you love to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were times recording my last album where you know we wanted to record acoustic guitars and we had a friend who had a yoga studio, so because we wanted a kind of a bigger open room, so we didn't get any close reflections on the acoustics, mm-hmm. acoustic guitars. I mean. So my uh, the guitar player and I, who we were producing the record, we would you know take our mobile gear, our laptop and our hard drive and our mic pre's and a bunch of mics and guitars and a whole ch- truck full of guitars, and then we would leave. We'd get into the yoga studio after the last uh, class, which was like nine or ten p.m. Mm-hmm. We'd take a couple hours to set everything up, and then we would sit in there and record because it was quiet there in that neighborhood in Los Angeles because some it's hard to find quiet even here sometimes, at least quiet enough to record. And we'd record until 
almost ready. You know, we just enough time to pack up the stuff for the for morning the class yoga class. <laughs> At seven in the morning or whenever it was, pack See, up that, the stuff. That sounds nice. And then, but then we, you know, then a, literally a coyote went trotting by yeah. this, you know, in, right in the neighborhood. We'd pack up the stuff, come home, put the stuff in my living room, and then go straight to work. That's tough because you were already up all night. Yeah, I mean. yeah. Well, that's that's happened before too for for me. But yeah, that's yeah. You do what you that, have to do. That, that you know that you can only carry so many times you, in, in yeah, a row, yeah, and you then can't, you, you know, find. When you're 22, you I feel up. like you can do that as many times as you want. But when you're not 22, let's just say, it's hard. I think to do you that. get busier, you know. Also, you know, it's when you get old, into your 30s and 40s, you know, you get a bit, you get, you're just busier. Well, you have accountability uh, to other things, and you, if, yeah. if you're married or if you've got children, you have you have other people. You have you have accountability to them and responsibility to them. So you know, you you you, you tweak your life around it. So, but kudos to you for keeping at the music thing. Though. I mean, a lot of people. Yeah, it's flexible. That's it's that's what's been beneficial about being yeah. able. You know, now, one last thing um, before well, there's one more song we got to get to. Then we got to get you on out of here. Uh, but uh, fatherhood, mm-hmm. how has that changed your perception of what you do musically? Other than the obvious ways, which are just like, well, you now you have a limited to a little person, right? Right. Well, I know you have to be more more efficient with your use of time. Um, but I don't know if it's changed the perspective. I feel I'm more distracted, if anything. Okay. You know, so that's what I mean about you have to find a way to be more efficient with your thinking processes and just how you use your time. And, um, but I don't know if it's changed the perspective on how I write or what I write about. I mean, I wrote, I I wrote one tune specifically about, about Trajan, but, um, yeah, I don't know if it's changed the process. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if that's, I don't know if the process has changed. Okay. Should I don't know even know if it should it, um. Well, that's it, it's uh, different for everyone. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. Like some people, it changes I mean, I their think whole... about things differently, but I don't yeah. know if it's affected my writing per se. Okay. So you're just doing, you're still doing what you do? Yes. Yes. I, I believe so. Okay. Well, good, man. Yeah. That's fantastic. I've got, now I've got what I call the last question. It's called, I call it my new favorite question, uh, open ended question, but I'm always curious to see how people answer this. So what makes you happy? Gosh. Uh... That's that's a tough question, I guess. Um, well, a lot of different things. Uh, maybe something that's always uh, something that you're looking forward to, and and um, that, that makes you you want to be working towards something. That I always find satisfaction out of that. And so the journey um, more than the carrot. No, I try to remember to be present as well. Um, yeah, I'm trying. I, you know, ha- having a family that's 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 wonderful too. That's fantastic. Um, uh, things, uh, things that I enjoy. Boy, I mean, I I, I love the outdoors. I haven't been getting out, out the, into the outdoors as much because like, I'm busier. It seems. Yeah. But um, yeah, I love the journey. That's like you said, the journey's journey's wonderful. And sometimes I forget to remember that's 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 the best part of it. Okay. You know, well, like when you go into a studio, right? You or when you're playing a show, you have to don't take it so seriously. Just have fun playing because. That's what it's about, you know, the actual, the, the act of doing it. Yeah. So yeah. Well, to be present in what yeah, you're Yeah, and that's hard to do. I, that's hard to do. I, and and I'm, I can't say I'm all that great about it, but yeah. every, I remind myself. All right. So, well, there's something to work on. There's some happiness for you. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we've got one more song, Chris. What's, uh, now this is, uh, you're going to do this by yourself. This is a, a solo. Yeah, Ronnie song. Pack. No, no Ronnie Pack. Yeah, you no to, Ronnie Pack on this one. So what's this called? This is called Someday Blue. And uh, it, just uh, an observation, 
It's, a, I guess, another Wanderlust song. Just I, yeah. I, basically, it's 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 being present. It, it's a song I, I I I'm trying to write more of. It's just what's on your mind, like, and just just write the just write the words out and 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 uh, don't think about it too much. Just say, don't try to be too poetic about it. Get out of your own way. Yeah, and um, so that's and it's a short tune. So okay. on, on the record, there's a there's just a snare and and an upright bass. All right. So. Well, this is this the solo version. I'm happy to uh, yeah. present a different version, a very yeah. intimate version. Okay. All right. Well, Chris Letarzo is my guest. Come back. We'll just talk just a little bit more and get you on out of here. Chris Letarzo, the song is Someday Blue on Independence Day. Okay. And this one's called Someday Blue. Sliding behind a wheel Go driving down an open road Ride with me shotgun Let's blow right through the dawn Through the night will be many days Traveling
One last time, Chris Laterzo on Independence Day. His brand new record is West Coast Sound. I highly encourage everyone to pick that up. ChrisLaterzo.com, L-A-T-E-R-Z-O. That's correct. He's also playing a show. You can go see him this Friday night, which is Friday the 12th of February. It's at the Cinema Bar with the band Nakona, another great band. Uh, can't check them out. Good stuff, too. Um, anything on deck? Full band show on Friday night? I'm sorry. Was it a full that? band show? Yeah, it's playing? a full. Yeah, it's a full band show. Um, yeah, maybe a couple odds and ends will yeah. show up. And and then what's next? I mean, I know you've got your teaching through the school year. Then mm-hmm. are you already working on putting some touring together for the summer? Yeah. Or? Well, yeah, I'm trying in, in in the spring. I'm I'm putting trying to put stuff together for the end of March into early April. And um, the summer, I'm ju- just starting on that right now. Okay. And, um you can't start soon enough because, boy, it's true. It, you, you need to book further and further in advance. It's so. a colossal feat, man, booking a tour. And if you're doing it yourself, yep. that just makes it even harder, man. So. But, keep, man, but, man, honestly, I mean, you're you're a troubadour and you're out there doing and you're still at it. And you're and it's good because what you're doing is, is the music's great. So uh, I'm always very happy to see people like as they get jobs and careers and mm-hmm. families and children. Like they keep doing what they love because I think that's that's a really important thing in life. Yes, I, I I agree with you. It's, it is important to keep doing what you. And then what's uh, you? Now, have you already written new material since the record came out? Because I know I always do bits and pieces. You know, I, I got to say, I've, I I I um, I'm not uh, focusing as well as I used to, and I, uh, but I'll I'll refocus real soon. But yeah, I have a lot of really interesting scraps hanging around that I, yeah. I I'm anxious to start sealing up. So. All right. Well, keep an eye out for Chris Laterzo. His brand new record is West Coast Sound. Drop by his website. See him on stage this Friday night at Cinema Bar and look for him in a town near you. You know, how far afield are you gonna go? Like maybe I don't know. How far are you going these days? You go all the way to the East Coast. You go to yeah. Well, it's been a while since I've been to the East Coast. Um, I'm I'm actually trying to get back to Europe in the summer. Oh, very so nice. That's another thing I'm working on. Again. That'd be cool. And then um, early April is the I, I've th- thrown out a few things for for the for Ma- the Massachusetts okay. area, but. I got I need a few bites to come in to yeah. So all right, we'll keep but, an eye out for that, man. I can't. Yeah. I can't thank you enough. Thanks for sharing your music. No, nah, Joe. For, thank you for for having us here. And, yeah, man. Yeah. It's well. It's my pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for sharing the music. Thanks and thanks for keep doing what you're doing. Keep yeah, at it, man. All right. So thanks to Chris Laterzo and Ron Pack, otherwise known as Ronnie Pack. Also to the Independence Day staff, Valentina Rivera, Dale Tanksley, Wayne Topinski, and Sally Shackleton. The convivial Tony Tonelok Piscotti manages the Independence Day website. Independence Day's theme music was composed by Great Lakes Myth Society. As always, for Independence Day, I am Joe Armstrong. If you do anything today, please be good to one another.